evening. Good evening. Thank you for uh, having me in your home this evening. I pray that you had a good day. And I would encourage you that if you were unable to listen to the first message, this morning's message, to go back and listen to that. We talked about strengthening uh, your confidence uh, during this time. And uh, I hope that uh, you will be strengthened uh, from the Word of God. This evening, I want to continue in our... Uh, passage of scripture here in 2 Corinthians. So if you would grab your Bible, gather your family around, get maybe a favorite drink of yours, uh, maybe a coffee or iced tea, whatever the case may be, and, and let's take a look at the Word of God and see what the Word of God has to say. And this evening, I want to talk to you about continuing in confidence. We don't know how long this is going to go on. Hopefully, as everybody does their part, we'll be able to uh, shorten the curve, as they say, flatten that curve out, and it won't go on as long as uh, they are projecting. Uh, God's in control. We know that. But I would, I would encourage you to do your part as well, uh, to be wise and, and to keep safe. Uh, so with that in mind, we might have to continue a little bit longer. And so I want you to, to continue in your confidence. Let's take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, if you would, please. The Bible reads this way. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in all Achaia. Grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us, in all our tribulation, that we may be able to, to that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Would you pray with me, please? Father, I thank you for this time and I thank you for your word. And I want to thank you for the comfort and confidence that it gives us. And I pray, Lord, that you would be with these dear and precious people, all those who are watching, wherever they may find themselves this evening, I pray that you would be with them. I pray that you would take this message and use it in their hearts and their lives. Help us to pursue after you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, friends, I doubt that any of us would debate the fact that we all love options, don't we? Think about it when you buy a brand new car. You get the basic, right? And then they start to show you, well, if you want this option, it's this much. And if you want that option, it's this much. And, and they give you all these different added options. You can get heated seats, air-conditioned seats. You can have a full sunroof. And it's just unbelievable all the options that you can have in a car. I, I think about phones. You know, you can get the low-grade phone, the, the basic, the entry phone with limited options. You can get the middle grade phone with more options, or you can get the max, the plus, the pro phone with all the options. We love options. But I was thinking of our current situation that we find ourselves in. We don't have any options with this. We have to go through this current crisis. We don't have a choice to opt out. You and I, we are a part of this, and we got to go through it. But with that said, we do have an option about how we go through this crisis. How we go through this crisis is really critical to 
our growth as believers and our testimony to the world. We know how the world is going through this crisis. We see it all over the TV, the internet, social media. There's panic. There's fear. There's hoarding. There's anxiety. There's hopelessness. And for us as believers, we need to ask ourselves, what are we displaying as Christians during these uncertain times? Let me ask you, are you consumed by fear? Are you overwhelmed by negativity? Are you controlled by the what-ifs? That's not the way a Christian is supposed to live. We can have confidence in the midst of crisis. See, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have a wonderful opportunity. Folks, this is an opportunity to show the unbelieving world how to live with confidence in the midst of crisis. See, you can continue in confidence in crisis because of Christ. You can continue in confidence in the midst of crisis because of Christ. I want you to take that with you, if you will. You say, well, pastor, what's the criteria for living or for continuing with confidence in the midst of crisis? You might want to write this down. First, we find in verse 3, if you're going to continue in confidence in the midst of crisis, you rest in the God of all comfort. Take a look at verse 3. It says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. We are to continue to rest in God because He is the one who gives us all comfort. Psalm chapter 27 and verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? See, friends, we are to continue to persist in the process of trusting God in the midst of crisis. The psalmist tells us here that the Lord's our light. He dispels darkness. The psalmist tells us here, the Lord is our salvation. You know what? He's our safety, our security. The psalmist tells us here, the Lord is the strength of my life. Not the news, not someone else. He's my strength. The psalmist tells us here, I have nothing to fear because of that. If I'm going to continue in confidence, I'm going to rest in the God of all comfort. It says in verse 4, that it's God who comforts us, not only the God of all comfort, but he comforts us in all our troubles. Guess what? In Corona, God comforts us in Corona. See, the Bible uses this word tribulation to refer to external distress and inner torment. So there's external distress today. Yes, there is. And some of you might be fearful. You might have anxiety. You might have doubt. But look, if you rest in God, the God of all comfort, He comforts us in all our troubles. 2 Corinthians 4.8 says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. That was the outward trouble. 
Then Paul goes on in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5. For when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. Paul knew exactly what it was to go through a troubling time, a tribulation, an affliction, a crisis, a distress. And what does he say here in this first portion of 2 Corinthians? God is the God of all comfort. And there is no trouble that God cannot comfort us in. See, God is able to comfort us in all our trouble. See, the response of Paul in his troubles teaches us something about difficulties. See, we're not to view difficulties as something that is alien to a faithful commitment to Christ. Troubles are not the happenings of bad luck or chance. 1 Thessalonians 3.3 says that no man should be moved by these afflictions. For yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. See, though we're going to have afflictions, we have a God that comforts us. Thomas A. Kempis wrote, All human comfort is vain and short, but God's comfort is always sure. See, God's comfort may take on many forms and always matches the suffering. Do you realize that God's comfort never comes up short of the trouble? It always matches the suffering, and I'm going to suggest to you that it surpasses the suffering. See, God can deliver us out of our afflictions or he can encourage us in affliction in order that we may continue. God can deliver us out of our afflictions or he can encourage us in afflictions in order that we may continue, continuing in confidence. See, trouble, trouble or affliction, it, it serves to deepen our faith in God and in his power not to weaken it. And this conviction explains why we never really have to try to explain away the problem of suffering or pain as many try and do today. We know that our faith is strengthened during this time. We don't become resentful or bitter because of the trials we go through, but we run to God, the God of all comfort. See, friends, Severe adversity can cause us to become bitter and frightened about the future. But if we are resting in the God of all comfort, we don't need to doubt our faith. But instead, we allow the tribulation to confirm, to confirm our faith more deeply in the God of all comfort. You say, Pastor, what's the criteria for continuing in comfort? Well, the first criteria is to continue in confidence is to rest in the God of all comfort. But number two, what else? You go to others who need comfort. If you're going to continue in confidence, you go to others who need comfort. Take a look at verse 4. Who comforted us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Remember just a minute ago, I said, not only does God's comfort meet the trouble, I believe it surpasses the trouble because of verse 4 here. The Bible tells us that Paul's experience taught him that God comforted him 
so that he can be a comfort to others. You know, today, friends, our society is very self-centered. Life is all about me and what I want. Matter of fact, my wife reminded me today about how I was kind of self-centered. When I was in Israel just a week about, about a week ago, there was a little gift box that we brought home. I opened it up, and there was a big chocolate bar in there. I pulled it out with my wife in the kitchen. I took a big old bite of it and just started chewing away on it. She looked at me and said, well, aren't you going to offer me any? I started to snicker and smile and say, well, I did think about it. See, all of us at times, we're kind of selfish and self-centered. But on a more serious note, we are, aren't we? When we think about, we want to do what makes us feel good. We want what benefits us. It's all about what I need. See, true Christianity is all about what others need. God's comfort is not intended to stop with us. God gives us an abundance of comfort in order that it may overflow to others. We are to help encourage and fortify others facing difficulty. One man said it this way. He said, God does not comfort us to make us comfortable, but to make us comforters. God does not comfort us in order to make us comfortable, but to make us comforters. You know, we experience God's comfort in various ways. And those of us who know Christ are united to Christ, and therefore we're bound together. See, you say, Pastor, how do I experience God's comfort? We experience God's comfort when other Christians express their care for us. You know that's true. When somebody else cares for you, you're seeing that God is comforting you. Suffering can be unbearable when we feel alone and abandoned. But when somebody else comes alongside of us, gives us an encouraging word, prays with us, tries to just uplift our spirits, we are encouraged to know that God's using them to comfort us. For Christians, we're to be a community that is knit together and to lift one another in times of need. How else do we experience comfort? We experience God's comfort by caring for others even when we're suffering. What happens many times, folks, when we're suffering, what do we do? We go into a shell. We, we're tempted to retreat, and, and we want to shut ourselves off from others and the rest of the world. And you know, when you do that, suffering at that point becomes purposeless. And those who only focus on themselves are the most miserable of people. But what we're to do is we are to turn our pain, our suffering, our trouble, our distress, our anxiety into helping others. And by doing this, it, help us, it helps us to conquer the pain that we're enduring ourselves. We see God's comfort. But we also experience God's comfort by witnessing his power in the lives of others. One man said this, the testimony of God's grace in one's life is a forceful reminder to others of God's ability and willingness to provide grace and strength that they need. Philippians 1.14 says it this way, friends. 
and many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. See, it is a comfort to see others who are hurting help others who are hurting. I started this message by asking you, how are you going to go through this crisis? See, we're all going to go through it. We're not going to opt out. So what is going to be your way of getting through? Are you going to continue in confidence? Are you going to rest in the God of all comfort? Are you going to take that comfort and use it to be able to help others? Or are you going to try and get through this on your own? Are you going to try and just grit your teeth and make your way through it? See, we have a choice to make, friends. We can either continue in confidence or we can be conquered by circumstances. What choice are you going to make? Can I encourage you this evening to follow God's word, to rest in the God of all comfort, and then to comfort one another with the comfort that you've received, continuing in confidence because of Christ. God bless you, and I look forward to being with you very soon. I pray that you're safe. I pray that you're doing well. And again, if there's anything that we can do to be able to help you, feel free to reach out to us. We love you, we miss you, and we're looking forward to the time where we can get back together as a corporate body. Remember, the church is not a building, it's a body. And though we're scattered, we can be strengthened. Have a great evening.